disclose any personal information. I'm A. I'm C. And welcome to the third episode. Before we get into the episode, first of all, you heard that right. We have intro music now. Woo. Basically, I was looking through some music on like a database of like royalty free stuff. And I found that song. It's called Get Out to Vote by Kara Square. And it moved me. It did. And I showed it to C. And did it move you? It moved me so much it moved me to the moon and back you know oh i'm sorry i had to go to the moon that sucks yeah me too i spit on it hell yeah hell yeah abolish the moon folks abolish the moon don't think we forgot we never forget i've never forgotten a single goddamn thing in my life my mind is a fortress when's my birthday 20th yes good job yes i know because it's not 420 <laughs> That's so many dates that aren't 420. <laughs> There's so many dates that aren't 420. But it's close. Oh yeah, you should bleep that out. Because <laughs> that's yeah. personal information, baby. It's personal information. That your birthday is bleep. <laughs> you bleeping it for yourself? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Self-censorship. Yeah, so that's Get Out to Vote by Kara Square. I like edited it a little bit because it made me think of Schoolhouse Rock. So I decided to put like a slight vintage thing on it to make it fully get that vibe. Now it is crisp. It's crunchy. It's crunchy. It is. It is crumbly. Crumbly. (laughs) Absolutely scrumptious. Okay, I'll shut up. Uh, I'm sorry. We're not allowed. We can't use that anymore. Uh... (laughs) Like, we can't, because now I associate the edit that I did and spent a really long time with, with C saying, absolutely <laughs> scrumptious, so, um, I think I have to throw my laptop in the garbage now. Uh, yeah, donations to the trash man, you know? The trash man, he's so lonely. <laughs> yeah. He was a raccoon turned human by a terrible curse. He's not, he doesn't work for, like, garbage disposal or anything. He is the trash man. He's a vigilante. But for garbage picking up? Yes. Yeah. Glad we're on the same page about the trash man, raccoon turned human, nighttime Mm -hmm. vigilante, daytime loving father. But yeah, that's our uh, intro song. Might not be our permanent one. A friend of ours offered to make us an intro on Kazoo, and I'm probably going to take her up on that. Shout out Maggie. Yeah. Second order of business. So when I texted C... Oh, God. For those of you who were here last episode, you know C committed a war crime by because we record this every thursday at 4 p.m at about 3:57, uh c texts me hello which saying that made the like vial rise up in my throat and i thought i was safe this time because i initiated the conversation by saying ready when you are c said let me set up my earbuds so i thought all right we're having a normal civilized conversation a few minutes pass, and C texts me, Weddy. Listen, I cannot be stopped from committing crimes. 
No, I know, but, like, you can stop yourself and you choose not to, and that's the problem. Neither God nor man can stop me from saying hello or weddy. I am man. I cannot. Okay, great. Anyway, get ready for a hello every Thursday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you may be surprised. You may think, hey, I thought last episode was last episode. Yeah, but then we decided not to, but I'm reconsidering. <laughs> Every episode is the last episode because every, every episode. single goddamn time, I'm you gonna just preface see, it with. <laughs> you just see how every single time you just see how much farther you can push me. <laughs> yeah, next time it's gonna be a full sentence instead of just one word in the uwu speak. Mm-hmm. How anyway, are you ready to record? Stop it! <laughs> I can't. I can't like hear it. If you're wondering why I seem a bit more, like, chilled out this episode, it's because I'm feeling chilled out today, which is a fun way of saying I'm exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been working on a paper. I've gotten, like, absolutely jack shit done on it, but it's for English. We have to do a paper on Gatsby, and it got me thinking. So, like, you know, we always have those books from specific, like, time periods where there was a certain issue going on. And it's chock full of metaphors. Those are two staples of a book for an English class. So I have an idea. What if we wrote a book? What if we wrote a book now? It starts with hello. No, it doesn't. Boring. It takes place during the pandemic. No, no, no. Hear me out. Okay. No metaphors, but we just have so... No, no, no. no. We just have so many weird details. (laughs) Like weirdly specific details. We're like, I was in my room and my blue curtains were slightly ajar or something like that. Like, we make sure we say, like, the color of stuff and, like, the details. So English teachers are like, this is incredible. This is a work of art. And, like, 50 years from now, people are going to have to study that shit. And I'm just going to be like, dude, I was just describing, like, my day. Why do you have curtains in your room? So I have a window in my room. I forgot about that. You forgot about windows? I have one, two, three. I have three windows. No, I did not forget about windows. I forgot about curtains. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think we just got to write a book that, again, I can't stress this enough. No metaphors. No mm-hmm. literary devices. We don't put shit in there. But we just give a lot of details. So people think it's really deep, but it's not. Yeah. It's like just me describing my day. It's like, oh, A, spilling milk from her cereal bowl onto her sweatshirt is a metaphor for, like, the economy during this time. Like, nah, bitch, I was just depressed. (laughs) Oh, this is not the same thing, but I think it'd be very funny to write a quarantine book, and it's just, it's fully modern, but everything is phrased just like thirsty Victorians. (laughs) Because we're all yearning, you know? Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Let's get into the meat of this episode. Um... The seven foot tall... Wait, no, I don't like that. C and I have been very excited for this episode for days now. Uh, mm-hmm. So every week we pick a movie that the two of us will watch independently to discuss on the next episode of the podcast. Last episode we did Space Jam. C had to had other responsibilities so they couldn't do it. Yeah. But this time... See, you want to tell them uh, what we watched? Yes, we watched Kazam, starring Shaq, the Shaq O'Neal. So, yes, uh, your suspicions are confirmed. Welcome to the official Shaquille O'Neal-themed episode of the AC Unit. (laughs) 
The first Shaquille O'Neal themed episode of the AC Unit. Yeah, I was about to say, you may be thinking, you guys literally pretended to have Shaq in the room with you last episode. How is this one your Shaq themed one? To that I say, shut up. Uh, so yeah, today we're I'm planning to, you know, we're going to talk about Kazam, maybe look at Shaq's Wikipedia page. I'm not even mm-hmm. sure if we'll be able to fully get through it because it is very long. My man has got a lot done in his life. But yeah, let's go into this movie. Uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Kazam is a movie from 1996, same year that Space Jam came out. And Shaq is a genie, mm-hmm. and that's the movie. Let me just look up what the critics thought of Kazam. While you're doing that, I do have a thought. I think it should be pronounced Kazam because there are two A's. Mm-hmm, Kazam. So I want to hear you. What did you think? Just not like in depth. Just like what did you think of Zom? I liked this movie a surprising amount. Like it was fun mm-hmm. to watch, but also it was just there's something that I don't like about most uh, buddy cop movies for kids. Really? Essentially, it's just that it's. What so about weird. Sonic? Sonic isn't really a child as much as he is a feral beast. Oh, I thought you meant... Oh, I thought you said, like, a buddy cop movie for children, as in a children's kind movie of, that is no, a buddy I mean cop when, movie. I mean, when there's very clearly a child self-insert character, there's something I find very weird about all the buddy cop movies that have a child and an adult, because it's just it's just kind of weird to see, like, a 10-year-old and a 30-something-year-old yeah. just yeah. together Bantering. All <laughs> uh... Hey, see, I have a question for you. Yeah? How would you rate this movie? Like, what percentage would you give this movie? 76. 23% away from being a perfect movie. Wait, no, it's not. It's 24. Uh, see, the issue here is I don't know how to do math, but I feel like it's not the perfect movie, so I'm going to bump that down to a 70. What's the 30% that's missing? Didn't make me cry. Really? Yeah, that, yeah, that entire thing, that is a... 30% down for you. N- no offense, but you cry at shit. I know. I'm aware. That's why it's such a big percent. Yeah, no, that's a that's 30% for not making C cry. That that means something. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um I would like you to guess uh what the don't look it up. What do you think is the Rotten Tomatoes percentage score for this movie? Similar to a genie, I will give you Three, ch- three chances to get it right. I'll tell you if it's higher or lower. Okay. 56. Lower. 27. Lower. 13. Lower. Uh, we got a 6%. What? This Why? movie, according to Rotten Tomatoes, 94% away from being a perfect movie. In what goddamn world? Not mine. <laughs> That's the critic review. I would like you to guess the audience score. 100, because I have faith in humanity. Lower. 63. Lower. 15. Higher, 20%. Disgusting. Critics consensus on RottenTomatoes.com for Kazam. Crafted from a mix of genre cliches, Kazam doesn't know what kind of film it wants to be, and Shaq's larger-than-life charisma is stifled by rote, by rote filmmaking and an unimaginative story. Yeah. <laughs> that don't make it 
Whatever percentage they put it at, though. Six. That don't make it six. To compare, I'm pretty sure Fantastic Four 2. Is that the one with the Silver Surfer? Yep. That, that's gotta be lower than Shack Jam. Shack Jam? They came out in the same year. It's just a basketball player in a movie. Same film. Oh, shit. 37. Hang on. Hang on. What the hell? The f second Fantastic Four is rated 10% higher than the first Fantastic Four. What? Have you seen these movies? Not the one with Michael B. Jordan. That is a 9%, as it should. I'm talking about the original ones from 2005 and 2007. The one with the famous white guy now? The... Captain America? Yes, Chris Evans. Yes, him. Yes, yes. I've seen the second one only. This shit was my childhood. The first one is pretty decent. I feel like superhero movies now are like crazy. Mm -hmm. Because they've established all the characters and stuff and they have to always be one-upping themselves. But back in like, you know, when people first started making these and it first started getting like big, they were like origin stories and it was very... You know, it was the very, like, cliche, comic booky feel that isn't necessarily a bad thing. I feel like it being sort of that, you know, sort of, like, cheesiness or whatever is sort mm -hmm. of frowned upon now. But honestly, it's that bit of self-awareness of what you're writing is kind of silly. That yeah. Fantastic Four, like, the original one in 2005, which this gives a 27%. Awesome. And somehow the sequel is 10% higher, which I don't understand because the sequel was not good it might have been just the cgi which was pretty good for the time mm -hmm. anyway uh speaking of cgi let's talk about some whack shit of the cgi <laughs> in shazam looks like 10 times better than the cgi in space jam you're right it's literally the same year but you're right that's what's wild about it there's this one scene uh where they where shack is making this like French toast, like, move around and stuff. And fly. Yeah, and it, you know, it's obviously not, like, today's standards, but this was, like, 24 years ago. And it looks still, again, compared to Space Jam and the horrors they made me sit through and watch, it looks so much better. I think yeah. part of it is they don't rely so much on CGI um, as Space Jam did, this has a decent amount. I mean, a lot of it's CGI, but they do have some practical. Yeah, like the sand bit where they were just like, uh, where Max, main character's name is Max. I'm going to refer to him as that because I can't come up with a fun name for him like Shaq. And I don't know the actor's name. They're singing a song about like how Kazan became a genie and they get like, they have up to their necks in sand. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, that's cool. But it must have taken a lot of time because there are a lot of like cuts and I was just like, because oh, there's okay. a lot of body mass to cover with yeah. seven foot two Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> They're both Neal. up to their necks. One of them is a child. Mm -hmm. Um, but can we touch on that French toast scene for a minute? Yes, we can. Okay, I'm gonna play a like the audio of a clip from it. I'm not gonna lie to you. This is gonna be janky as hell because here's the thing: the minute I play this, I'm pretty sure my audio is gonna cut out, but it'll come back once I stop it. Um, I just want to be able to play it now so you can hear it and hopefully okay. I'll be able to get it into the podcast later. All right. So are you ready for this? Yes, I am. Here's a clip. Um, Shaquille O'Neal is in Max's room, you know, using his genie powers. He's trying to be Robin Williams, basically. Um, and he has like a shower 
he's like taking a shower pretty much, but I it's like a magic this shower. Scene. Yeah. Um, and this is when uh Max's mother, who at this point does not know about Shaq, um, is calling him down for breakfast. All right. French rights. I'm not sure if you caught that, like, grunting at the end. Yeah. He seems... He's showering. Leave him be. Sorry. Sorry? Do you do that when you shower? <laughs> no. But maybe Shaq does. Who are we to question Shaq? Folks, some people sing in the shower, uh, and, some and some people, people go... <laughs> <laughs> But what I was going to say is he seems almost, he seems horny for the, this French toast. I think the scene overall is just, just kind of has that vibe because the camera cuts away for one second and then he's naked and there, there's a weird shot where Max is, where Max looks at like his upper torso and then down at his feet and we're just like, wait a goddamn second. And then they reveal that there's a shower curtain. So we're like, <sighs> yeah. In my notes that I took for Shazam, uh -huh. I keep calling it Shazam, it literally says, oh, thank God, there's a shower curtain. Yeah. Oh, also, it's uh, one of the kids in it is Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. I just thought that was fun. I have never seen uh, Napoleon Dynamite, but that's cool. Uh, so I think the fir my first note here says, what the fuck was that scene with the lamp <laughs> crashing? This was the opening scene of the movie. Um, now, yeah. we're in this broken down lamp store and there's a wrecking ball that's sort of swinging back and forth and we cut to this lamp looking dull thing you can hear muffled screaming from within it and the wrecking ball comes in and it falls to the ground and it's screaming in agony and then it goes into a boom box oh did we mention the way Shaq is not like other genies is he was in a boom box instead of a lamp. Yeah. Also, one of my very first notes is, that's an entire pepper grinder. Don't tell me Shaq's in there. Because <laughs> I saw the lamp and I was just like, that's a pepper grinder. <laughs> so, um, I'm an intellectual, you know? Yeah. Another thing. So, the reason that Max finds the boom box and starts it and then Shaq comes out is... He's well, being hunted down to be killed. By I don't know children. I know. Which is another thing, another thing, uh, just before that, the way we are, so Max is bullied by what seems to be a it's gang. It's a gang. It's a racially a coded gang, gang. A racially coded gang of 12 year olds. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's meant to be that they're slightly older than him, but I don't know how old he is. Right, 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 sorry. A racially coded gang of 13 year olds. Yeah, there we go. And their leader mm -hmm. is Pedro from Napoleon Dynamite. The gang leader, who was also 13. We were introduced to these characters and their relationship with Max as they bully him, but also do a bit more than bullying. They are a fucking gang. They grab him. They put him down on the floor. They're in the bathroom. One of them grabs, he's like, they pinned him to the ground. There's like five of them. One of them gets a can of bright green spray paint, starts spraying it around his body. You know, like an outline at a murder scene. Uh -huh. And I was just like, my first thought was, oh my God, they're gonna kill this kid. Mm -hmm. My second thought was, 
that's kind of cool for a murderer to do. Like, to, ru- to draw the murder outline yourself. Anyway, if you see it in a horror book, like, five years from now, I stole it from Shazam. Wait. <laughs> Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. Dr. Shazam. He Dr. did get his doctorate. Shaq Dr. Zam. Shaq Dr. Zam. Yeah. Uh, so he's, they steal his money, like his lunch money, you know, it's like two fifty or something like that. Then mm-hmm. it seems like they're going to leave him alone. Like they're not doing anything to him after that. They're like, okay, we have I his money. I thought they were going to kill him. No, they didn't have any weapons. I don't know what the hell the whole spray paint thing was. It seemed like a murder thing, and I was just like, oh, they're going to curb stomp this boy till he's no longer alive. And I was just ready to see that. <laughs> No, but I think it was just, like, intimidation because they didn't have any weapons or anything. And again, I can't stress this enough, they were 13. Um, So he tells them, he's like, all right, look, there's this big score at whatever place. They've got Rolexes, they've got whatever, whatever you would want. And he gives them a key to some locker to go find it. What we later find out is he lied to them about the key. It was actually the key for a teacher's supply closet. Here's my question. Why did he tell them about the supposed score in the first place? Again, they were going to leave him alone. I didn't think they were going to leave him alone. I thought they were just going to, like, beat the crap out of him. Here's the thing. He could have been like, I'll tell you where it is if you don't beat the shit out of me. He just told them. And they could have just been like, all right, cool. We're going to beat the shit out of you and then we're going to go there. (laughs) Just like, all right. I'm Thanks not for the saying, info, man. Here's a knuckle sandwich. Goodbye. We're gonna go steal. I'm not saying violence is good. I'm not condoning it. I'm saying, if you're a bully, why would you... Anyway. So, I'm gonna be... Welcome to our podcast about advice for bullies. How do you do it right? If you're a bully, be more physical. Don't yeah. be afraid to kill someone. Don't be a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be a goddamn coward. Yeah. Put a knife in your hands. Feel the world shifting around you. Feel the power mm-hmm. in your... Okay, I'm done. Yeah. Maybe your dad will be proud of you for what? <laughs> That's terrible. I'm sorry. Anyway. <laughs> That's the plot of It. That's the plot of It, I think. I've never seen it. I'm... I am the coward. Haha. <laughs> I am also the coward, but I have seen it. I am the coward your parents warned you about. Did I ever tell you this shit? Did I ever tell you this shit? Um, when I was in, like, seventh grade... My best friend, she was like, hey, do you like horror movies? Like, this was the beginning of the conversation. There was no context. She was like, do you like horror movies? I was like, no, I don't fuck with horror movies. Like, I, no, that's scary. Um, And she goes, okay, cool. We were going to watch It for my birthday. So basically what we ended up doing is all of my friends went to the movie theater to go watch It. And I caught up with them. My mom drove me to the theater after the movie ended and we all went back to her house and we watched like fucking hocus pocus i don't remember the best movie mm-hmm. it was embarrassing then and it's embarrassing now because i still don't want to watch that movie i thought you know maybe when i'm older i'll like horror movie stuff more no you know how far i've gotten in like liking horror movie stuff now how i enjoy Coraline. like that's it oh honey i know and i watch Coraline not of my own volition mind you in like eighth grade because it was like our holiday party that we have every year, like the day before winter break. And our teacher was like, would you like to watch Home Alone or Coraline? Only one of those is thematically appropriate for the upcoming right? Christian holiday. I voted 
for Home Alone because we were about to go on winter break. And so that the Home Alone is the true horror movie here because you're about to go on winter break. And what if you get left behind and you're not Kevin McAllister? You don't have paint cans. You are going to get killed by robbers. Okay, but also I don't have a big ass house. (laughs) Do you think- you think robbers who are planning to get the big gets are going to go to the city? No, dude, they're going to the suburbs. That's where they were. They're going to the suburbs. They want the big grabs. Yeah, fair. Or they're going to steal. They're like, uh, let me get those uh, Amazon ordered blankets. Seem seem like they got a good resale value. Let me snatch up those couple year old birthday gift cards. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to grab this fork. It just has a very nice handle. I vibe with it. It's from Ikea. (laughs) Could have robbed an Ikea. I feel like it'd be easy to steal from Ikea. I shouldn't say these things. (laughs) Bro, I've told you about this, right? Like, that's always, like, a question I ask people is, like, what would you do during the purge? I would hollow out an Ikea and create an an agricultural commune (laughs) in an Ikea. How long does the purge last? 24 hours. (laughs) Well, there weren't that many crops that grow that quick. Yeah, why would- Also, you wouldn't need- You wouldn't need crops. I need you to understand- Like, (laughs) Ikea is famous for their meatballs, dude. They have food. I want sustainable food, though. For 24- Bro. Okay, no, 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 no. Here's my second option during the purge. Uh Um, Blackmail the owner of Ikea the company into (laughs) giving me all his stores. Why would you need all of them? Because I want them. And then it's like a chapter-based thing. Okay. So, okay. So then you would just own every Ikea? Yeah. And they'd still be furniture furniture shops, but also there'd be communes of people who were farming off the land. Do you know Swedish? No, I do not. So you wouldn't even know- It's the purge! For 24 hours! Do you know how long paperwork for that takes? Neither do I, but probably a while. There's no paperwork if you have a weapon. (laughs) There's paperwork (laughs) for afterwards, but you get it for 24 hours. What are you going to do with all the Ikeas in 24 hours? No, 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 you don't understand. I'm going to threaten him. I truly don't. Enlighten me. (laughs) I'm going to threaten him. Wait, actually, let me just no. Let's write it down. Let's make a plan. We should plan for what we're gonna do in case of the purge. I'm making a Google Doc right now. (laughs) A and C's purge plan because if we're going down, we're going down together. Yeah, we're going down to IKEA together. Mm -hmm. So my plan is um become the heir to IKEA and then kill the owner. Okay, how do you become the heir to Ikea? I don't know, marry the CEO's whatever. I don't think you understand how long 24 hours is. A marriage can happen in like, what if it's just a courthouse thing and it's the purge. Okay, but how do you get, why would you go through the trouble of like marrying someone and then when you could, that's just so many extra steps of blackmailing someone to marry you. No, I'm gonna woo them. So in 24 hours, so hang on, let me just make a step. Um, here is C's specific plan. I'm gonna woo the CEO of Ikea, marry them, and then kill them. On step one, seduce CEO Not seduce. Or- 
Woo. Sorry. Woo. This is love. Uh-huh. Very it, brief, but like... Yeah, no, it's not, though. It's 24 hours, dude. Love is ephemeral. Mm-hmm. Woo, CEO of Ikea. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm putting seduce in parentheses. Disgusting. You can't tell me <laughs> that it's not seduction. Definition of seduction. Seduction definition. Dude, fuck this. It says the action of seducing someone. Oh, I hate that. Seduce. Verb. Meaning. Entice someone into sexual activity. Alright. In all fairness, wooing, I guess, would be different. Mm-hmm. They gonna fall in love. Again, you won't, though. It is 24 hours. Do you understand how time works? <laughs> I mean, vaguely. So, woo CEO of Ikea. Get married. I'm assuming you'll want to get eloped. Yeah, but a prenup. Get Wait, eloped. No, that's, that's in case of divorce. No prenup. Just elope. Get eloped. Then I help them write their will. And then I kill them. Help write will. This is in the same day. Yes. Kill them. By the way, then- uh, FBI, this is satire. <laughs> you know the drill. Anyway. Yeah. And then after the purge, with my newly owned Ikeas, I will create agricultural communes across America. That way we'll have sustainable food sources. Shazam! Shazam! Wait, no, Kazam! Kazam! Damn it. Let's go- So, let's go to the Wikipedia page for my mans, Shaquille O'Neal. Okay, while you're doing that, I'm gonna look at my notes to see if I had anything else important to say. Uh Uh-huh. Um, this child is a pathological liar. <laughs> Men you like buses. On that? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, a quote from the mom. Men are like buses. There's always another one. That was actually specific. Technically, it was a quote from Max saying to his mom. Well, it's like you always say. Men are like buses. There's always another one. We should actually talk about that scene because that's like... You were supposed to be home to clean the house. And he goes, sorry, mom. I just don't care. I'm too cool. And also 12. And she's like, I really wanted it to be nice for Trevor. This is the first mention of Trevor in the movie. Travis. Travis. <laughs> what are you, a non-Kazam fan? A non-Kazam? <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm a, I'm a Kastan. <laughs> there we go. I'm a George Costanza. <laughs> no. But <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um so he's like, "Well, mom, it's like you always say, men are like buses. There's always another one." And then Travis comes in pretty much right after that, and they talk. And then about 5 minutes after he says that, they're like, "By the way, we're getting engaged." Yeah. And he's like, "Why you didn't know how you it be- you know how it be it's like why didn't you ask me and it's like kid you don't i i also have that here okay uh he doesn't have authority on his parents marriage like Mm -hmm. however hiding that his dad reached out that's that's a shitty thing to do Uh Mm uh-huh though it also turns out his dad was an ass his dad was a criminal yeah his dad was was involved in like 
But he was like, involved in like a lot of white collar crime. I think it's reasonable to say I don't think that's very safe for my son. Yeah. Also, he was just a little bit violent towards his son, and I was just like, oh, yep, bad. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then we learned several that- of these bu- <laughs> I just want to say this really quickly. Several mm-hmm. of the bullet points on my notes page are just line for line some of Shaq's rhymes. Cause oh I'm yeah, really- <laughs> he rhymes, but only at certain. No matter how <laughs> No, I just for so for context, he rhymes, but only at certain moments. I really times. didn't want to say. I did. I thought of the word times. I didn't want to. Coward. He Never rhymes but, up to Kazam's legacy. He rhymes, but only at certain times. Basically, he talks like a normal person until he's doing a spell. Not a spell. He's until he's granting a wish because he is a genie. Then he mm-hmm. starts rhyming, uh, also, which also he raps because he's a rapper. Yes, they do. Uh, his dad works in the music industry and also white collar crime. So he. Yeah gets his so he gets like a record deal and he becomes a rapper for a little bit so why don't you go with that with that context why don't you go ahead and share with us some of the rhymes he gives the only one that's legible because most of these were typed in just just such a hurry was don't matter how avaricious and i don't remember what the rhyme was (laughs) (laughs) because the next thing is just i love the rhymes (laughs) <laughs> and then it's like a key smash, but I think it was meant to be words. And then parentheses, uh, bad thoughts. Sometimes people, their handwriting is so bad <laughs> that they cannot read it. So they type instead. C is in the unique position where they are so bad at just basic understanding of the English language. Hey, I that know they just, big words. I know what avaricious means. So let's go into Shaquille O'Neal's Wikipedia page. Uh, first, it says all the shit about basketball. That's not what we're here for. Let's go into off can the court. S- mm-hmm. Can I say something briefly about his rapping career? Go on. Uh, one of one of the lines I don't remember what it rhymed with was "Let's have a sextet," and I was. Uh, oh yeah no no comment was made by anyone in the movie normally when there's like a joke like that there's like a look to the camera or something or like a surprise look no Shaq just says that and I don't we know if that was intended I think he just meant let's have I mean obviously like someone wrote that and thought of it but I don't think I think he was literally just saying let's have a group of six I don't believe that yeah me neither <laughs> Kazam is on Maine! On Maine! On Maine. He is horny for these this French toast and horny in general. Those were two of my notes. <laughs> wow, let's, rhymes just like him. Let's go Also to, that he's drenched half the time. Like, just absolutely drenched. And mm-hmm. it's just like, hmm, okay, good for him. Yeah, he's a sweaty, sweaty man. Let's look at Shaquille O'Neal's Wikipedia page and the section off the court. Let's see. Uh, in 2000, he got his his bachelor's in general studies with a minor in political science. And then he went to graduation. At the ceremony, he told the crowd, quote, now I can go and get a real job. <laughs> I have read through this before. I've like skimmed through it. You will notice a theme here. Shaq um, doesn't believe in basketball. He doesn't. O'Neal... 
Subsequently, O'Neal earned an online MBA degree through the University of Phoenix in 2005. In reference to his completion of his MBA degree, he stated, It's just something to have on my resume for when I go back into reality. Someday, I might have to put down a basketball and have a regular 9 to 5 like everybody else. Which is, like, responsible, but also, like, wild. Like You're 7 foot 2. You're, like, one of the most famous basketball players. Yeah, you're You're not good. getting off the court anytime soon. And even if you do, which he has, you have other stuff. You can live off your fame, dude. I don't think you understand this. Like, he, what ha- he has all this ed- education because he was like, I'm going to have to get a real job. This being after he was already Mr. Famous Basketball Man. Can you imagine what nine to five do you think he was thinking of? He thinks in his mind at some point he's just going to have to pay the bills. Uh, hello. Well, hello. Welcome to, um, welcome to, welcome to Chuck E. Cheese. (laughs) He's the mouse. (laughs) (laughs) That's some five nights of, that's some five nights. I was about to say. Wait, so you mean to tell me that the animatronic, like, consumed him? And then I realized that I'm pretty sure that's the plot to Five Nights at Freddy's. It is. No, in, um, in Chuck E. Cheese, it's just a guy in a costume. But in Five Nights at Freddy's, they're just haunted animatronics. And, Wait, like, I thought they were an animatronic. I thought they were animatronics at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, there are a few. On the stage, there's, mm-hmm. like, these really creepy animatronic band. But also, there's just a guy in a mouse costume. Yeah, understand. <laughs> I have not been to Chuck E. Cheese since, like, 2009. I went, like, last year. Yeah. Oldest sibling check. Youngest Old- sibling check. Ha, lame I'm legally allowed to bully you. <laughs> Toward the end of his playing career, he began to work on an educational doctorate at Barry University. His doctoral caps- I think caps- there's more conversation to be had about Shaq working at Chuck E. Cheese. <laughs> Is uh, he excuse haunting me. an animatronic? <laughs> Is he haunting the anim? <laughs> yes. Excuse me. Uh, excuse. Me. No, no, no. He's. It's not. It's nothing like cool like that. He literally is just working at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, excuse me. Can you not climb on the equipment, please? Thank you. He's like so tall. He could reach up to like the gymnasium area and just pick up kids and be like, knock it off. <laughs> Oh, congratulations. You got 10,000 tickets. Uh, can I interest you in a tech deck? Oh, you know those prizes that are really high up on the wall that they have to get the claws out for? Or not yeah. the claws, but the grabby boy? Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, you want that really high prize? He just reaches up slightly. <laughs> <laughs> and the kid's just like, gee, thank you, sir. Also, I, f- I would find it so much funnier if he was just in a mouse costume if he was Chucky because there's a part where he where <laughs> Chucky comes out and throws tickets at kids and Bro, you the don't cost- know how funny that'd be if it was Shaq dude the costume doesn't fit <laughs> like his just, like he's wearing like the pants part of- no dude he's wearing like the pants part of it I imagine there's like like pants and boots and then you can just see his ankles <laughs> you can see like up to his mid calf and it's like really tight so you can also kind of see his belly button. Oh, but ain't no, no one got to say shit because he's ripped as hell. <laughs> I assume. A ripped mouse scares me. Yeah, the shower scene tells us he is. <laughs> anyway, back to what you were saying. O'Neill told a reporter for ABC News that he plans to further his education by attending law school. And then he just didn't. 
law well, enforcement. a doctorate in teaching, so like. Yeah, law enforcement. O'Neill maintained a high level of interest in workings of police departments, became personally involved in law enforcement. O'Neill went through the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Reserve Academy and became a re reserve officer with the Los Angeles Port Police. I don't know what a reserve officer is, but can you imagine you're in LA and you're just like s stealing a bike and you you're see- You're at CVS and you, you hear- truck. <laughs> You see Shaq going at you at full speed, he's ready to tackle <laughs> you and you die. Your bones disintegrate on impact. <laughs> I just imagine some guy in LA at CVS and he's about to shoplift one of those very small bottles of alcohol. Right. And then you just hear like, thud, thud. It's not oh, even up against the window. It's like Shaq spotted you from a mile away and he is in a dead sprint towards <laughs> you. Like his face does not change expression. His body is just like, Pushing Still. people out of the way, stopping cars on his way to the CVS. No, 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 You no, will no. not be taking that flask today, sir. <laughs> no, he's not pushing people out of the way. He is a solid body of movement, and uh -huh. things are getting out of his way, whether they like it or not. If he runs past a car, the car hits him and just crumbles. <laughs> <laughs> New York, someone was like going, he slams full body into them, they become <laughs> deflated because all their bones have dissimilated. They go, Hey, I was walking there. <laughs> hey. Just Shaq as a cop tackling someone and causing them <laughs> to disintegrate. Anyway, this is just the beginning of the three of the four paragraph law enforcement section. Uh huh. Go on. On March 2nd, 2005, O'Neill was given an honorary U.S. Deputy Marshal title and named the spokesman for the Safe Surfing Foundation. He served an honorary role on the tax force of the Safe Surfing, that is, of course, with an N and an apostrophe. He served an honorary role on the task force of the same name, which tracks down sexual predators who target children on the internet. Hell Why yeah, dude. That? I don't Good know. It should be called... So, okay, so this dude is like Barbie, right? Because he has every goddamn job. He's a police officer. He's a reserve officer, whatever. He has his uh, doctorate in education. He's Chris fucking Hansen. <laughs> Bro, the thing about Chris Hansen is like, if he's, he's not don't, intimidating, he's not intimidating. Like, he's like, not a catch a predator. you're like, He's intimidating if you know who he is. You're watching the show, you see him coming, and he's like, hello there. It's like, oh shit, he's gonna get this fool. But like, if you don't know who he is, he's just like a, a guy. guy. Like, I've seen clips of that show, and a lot of times they're like, are you her dad? Because he just looks like a suburban dad. I think Shaq should host How to Catch a Predator. Upon his trade to Miami, O'Neill began training to become a Miami Beach Reserve Officer. Wherever I am, Imagine I need to keep- Imagine Shaq as a lifeguard. Oh, God! <laughs> Bro, he has so much- Does he even float, though? Does he even have buoyancy? He has so much body mass. He must be, like, super dense. I My man sinks. I don't know, but I just- I just My man is like, not buoyant. I just imagined him swimming fast enough to counteract that. He permanently yeah. terraforms, so now every time you go to that beach, there's waves going left and waves going right, and in the middle, that's right where Shaq swam that one time. <laughs> yeah. 
Also, imagine being saved by Shaq. Like, fun, but also terrifying. Dude, he would try to give me CPR, and he would just push down on my chest, and it would just, I, it would crush. I'd be crushed. Yeah. Speaking of not knowing your own strength, uh, I got myself the other day some chicky nuggies. Mm-hmm. I cooked them, and they were really good, and I had my chicky nuggies. And then I took the plate, I went to go put it in the sink, like a responsible, good-mannered boy. And mm-hmm. I put it down, I thought pretty gently, and it cracks in half. That's unfortunate. No, now you realize what this means though, right? You are Shaq. No, no. You channeled Shaq. Sort of. The chicken nuggets made me so powerful <laughs> in that moment, I could do anything. I had sort of like, you know, in a video game, you get the power up. I could have killed God, and instead I broke a plate. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Chicken nuggy induced strength. Yeah, I could have cured what I- I could have done whatever. I could have killed Bezos, I could have redistributed the wealth. And instead I broke a fucking plate. Tragic. It happens to (sighs) the best of us. It does, it does. I'll be more responsible next. Uh, I need to apologize. Um... I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I'll do better next time, guys. I'll when next time I eat those sweet sweet chicky nugs, I will redistribute the wealth, etc. I will commit a felony. I, I will, will commit a felony. What's next on Shazam's wiki page? Shazam's on wiki, who? fan wiki page. What? On who? Shaq's fan wiki page. You called him Shazam. Twice. <laughs> He's coming for you with his police badge. A police badge and a lifeguard vest. <laughs> and a te- and like a graduation hat. <laughs> a cat. And a Chuck E. Cheese pants. <laughs> it's like when you hit randomize on like the character <laughs> customizer. <laughs> okay. It's like when you click randomize but just on the clothes and for everything else you just put everything on like max. On, on max. On December 8th, 2005, he was sworn in but elected for a private ceremony to avoid distracting attention from the other officers. Shortly thereafter, in Miami, O'Neill witnessed a hate crime, assaulting a man, assaulting a man while calling out homophobic slurs, and called Miami-Dade police, describing the suspect and helping police over a cell phone track the officer. O'Neill's actions resulted in the arrest of two suspects on charges of aggravated battery, assault, and a hate crime. Ladies and gentlemen, we got ourselves an ally. Woo! Genuinely, I've never appreciated a celebrity like I do Shaq now. Really? Yeah, I'm really not for celebrities just because I'm so, um, uh, you know, anti-rich people. What about Tony Hawk? He's not a celebrity. I love him, but he's just a guy. That's an entire cryptid. <laughs> I mean, when no one recognizes you in real life. That's a cryptid. <laughs> Tony Hawk, the skateboard cryptid. Yeah. He's just like, who's that Who's that person in the photo in the background of every photo of this one skate park? Oh my god, that's Tony Hawk! <laughs> we found him! <laughs> I can't believe they found the cryptid Tony Hawk and put him on the Masked Singer. <laughs> yeah. You take a photo of your friends at the skate park and then just when the image develops, like... You can't see what I'm doing, but like when you're waving the Polaroid around, you just see Tony Hawk's arm around one of your friends and he's just like, <laughs> thumbs up. 
No, dude, he he's in the same. He's on a skateboard with a helmet and like the pads on and stuff because you gotta stay safe. But he's like mm-hmm. in the pose of like the in that like famous Bigfoot picture of like his mm-hmm. arms out and he's like <laughs> he's looking and he looks at the camera and he's you see like fear in his eyes, but also he is on a skateboard. <laughs> That's my next art piece. Thank you for listening to our more chill Shaquille O'Neal themed episode of the podcast. For those of you who sent in uh, Q&A questions, we'll get to them next week. You can find us on Instagram at the AC Unit Podcast. Uh, we do polls on the story sometimes. You can message us with any like movie recommendation you have, as long as it's on Netflix or Disney+. Plus. Or you can recommend any movie. We're just more likely to watch it that way. That's at the AC Unit Podcast on Instagram. Thank you, Kara Square, for Get Out to Vote. It's time to turn off the AC. It's time to turn off the AC. I've been A. I've been C. Bye. Bye. Just please get out.